All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have one of the brothers in arms. We have Connor Avery is not with us. He Rest is working right He's now. Not dead, but but we when one door closes, another door opens. We have a special guest, um, uh, somebody first time first time uh, participator in the podcast. Podcast. We have Brent. How we doing, man? Hey, first time listener, long time caller. How you doing? First time listener, long time caller. Hell yep. yeah, hell yeah. Um, so. I see that you have a big hurt shirt on right now. Why would you do this? Who? So I, I'm not. I, I just want the the listeners to get a kind of glimpse into you. Who are your teams? What what who kind of my, teams are we talking? Who are my teams? Okay, don't be deceived by the big hurt. I do not watch baseball. Uh, it was a complete accident how that shirt uh, fell onto my body. But um, as a whole, mainly an NFL guy, Panthers guy, painfully, regretfully. I say that, but honestly, it's not that bad to be Panthers fan. It's not as bad as the Lions. Not, not really that bad to have two Super Bowl appearances in my lifetime. Um, used to follow the NBA pretty heavily, uh, mo- mostly in the early to mid-2000s. Big Tracy McGrady guy. He's okay. Just, if anyone listening has a signed Tracy McGrady jersey, please, we will I've discuss. been bidding on a signed Tracy McGrady jersey every Wednesday for the last five Wednesdays <laughs> on this auction website, and I'm trying to hit it at a certain price, and it keeps going above what I'm comfortable to go at. It just went to 450 today. Mm. I don't really want because there's a buyer's premium. There's a lot of stuff that yeah, the fees these, will kill you. These auction websites they're really tricky uh, and don't do it. And I, I have a bad addiction with that. So, he does have a signed Christian McCaffrey jersey. That's dope. Yeah. So when we're talking about Tracy McGrady. Are we talking about like Raptors Tracy McGrady? Or are we talking so, about like Rockets Tracy McGrady? So yeah, I was um but a but a little baby when Tracy McGrady played for the Rockets. I didn't truly start following him, and I really don't know what, like, seven-year-old me was like. Yeah, Tracy McGrady. I started following him when, nice he was, name. when he was on the Magic. I'm very familiar and very fond of the Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill teams um, of the early 2000s, and then followed him to Houston and then New York and Detroit and Atlanta, and his painful last uh, ring-chasing stint in San Antonio in 2013. So that's... That's where I'm at, but so when he kind of went on the decline is when I stopped following basketball a ton. But I'm I'm back, mostly unaffiliated, lightly towards the Hornets. I'm not like upset if they lose. <laughs> I I will tell you, Tracy McGrady in his 13 points in 33 seconds is still one of the greatest all time moments in NBA history. I mean, you talk about somebody who literally put the team on his back. That is Tracy McGrady. So um, I, I got mad respect for it. Mad respect for it. So um, Brent, welcome. Um, we're you. glad you're, that you're here. Um, so. As you heard by the intro, today is May 4th. We are doing this on a Tuesday. Um, it's kind of very different from the Wednesday that we usually do. But I wanted to kind of ask you guys. So I haven't talked to you guys about it. But since this is May 4th and May the 4th be with you and all that kind of stuff. If you had five athletes that you had to hand pick to take down the Empire, they... Whoever you pick, they have the Jedi abilities and everything, but you have to pick five athletes, alive or dead, to take down the Empire. Who would those five athletes be? Am I starting here because I'm the biggest nerd? Yeah, sure. I would have to go, like, you'd have to go, like, boxers first. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, I think would be murderers on any field with Jedi powers. Um, Other athletes I can think of. Probably I would go LeBron just for size. I mean, Mike will be up there too. Um, Serena Williams, dominant tennis player. I think she, you know, she's probably really good at swinging a lightsaber around. 
And Good point. My last one. Maybe Jesse Owens. There's a fast man right there. I don't know if that would equate anything to Jedi powers, but hey. Brent, got any ideas? So for me, I would just try to assemble the biggest people I could get. Aaron Donald. Um, that makes sense. The hippo from Punch-Out on the NES. Probably him. Anyone that has a nickname after like a gig- like a large item. Like, like the, the Big Hurt. Well, the Big Hurt's not an item, but like the bus or the refrigerator. Yeah. Something to that regard. Um, it's hard for me to narrow down an exact five just because, I mean, what qualities do you want out of a Jedi? You're taking down the Empire. That's a tall task. Um, I was not expecting that question. Yeah, that was... I so mean, you, you you asked that question like you had someone in mind. So I'm going speed. I'm going with number one. I would get, probably go with Serena or a tennis player because the same kind of motion. You know, you know. Um, I'm sure but, if you gave Serena Williams a sword, she should be handled just fine. See, I think that if we're going Jedi powers and like lightsaber, you got to go with endurance and quickness over big size. Yes, you might have a general grievous type, like just type thing, but I'm going with Floyd Mayweather. Um, I I would probably, that would be another one that I would kind of go with. Um, I would also go with Paul Kovacs. Um, He is one of the best uh, fencing athletes of all time you know we get fencing on this program you know um but Our one fencing fan did you prepare this answer on the way over no so while y'all were saying i was like fencing would be a good one and then i was like <laughs> and all of them are from italy and so i was like i have to just look for somebody that i can pronounce their name because apparently the best fencer of all time is ordano mangerardia Yep, but I didn't know how to say it, so I looked for the one name that I could actually say. But, oh, to finish out, so I got Serena. I would also go Floyd. I would also go with a Steph. Um, kind of, I think Steph would be like nasty, kind of little long arms. <sighs> now, I would also go with hot take here. I'm going Bill Belichick because I think that he can mold into the empire type thing. And so empire versus empire, that would be a lethal battle. I'm just saying. Like double agent kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do do consider Bill Belichick to be Palpatine and Tom Brady to be Darth Vader. See, but my thing is Palpatine versus Palpatine, I think they cancel each other out. So if, if, if you can't beat him. Join him. That's my thing. All I was thinking about when you said Steph Curry was just like him breaking Vader's ankles on a crossover <laughs> or something, and I'm D- going to be distracted for the rest of the podcast personally. D- Disney, Disney, make it happen. So as we're discussing a lot of NBA players, we're, what, four, six, seven games away? We're about from, seven games away. Yep. From from the finals. Now, for, from the final game of the regular season. You said finals, yeah. and that's, we still got some time. We They know what's going on. My before we get into it, why do you think the Jazz does not get more headlines than what they normally do? Is it because they don't have like a super super agent on there or like super player? Because um, they've been leading the West for what the like the entire yeah. time, and 
no one's even even when the Lakers had everyone healthy, they weren't really challenging them for the spot. I think that it's also an experience. Um, I think that like when you look at the LeBron Jameses, even the Kawhi Leonard's, like LeBron James obviously with the Lakers, uh, Kawhi Leonard obviously with the Clippers, like the Jazz don't have anybody who's super experienced in the playoffs. And so yes, you can be like the top dog, um, and we've seen this with the Bucks multiple multiple times. But if you, you can be the top dog, but the problem is is that if you don't have anybody who's been there, done that, knows what to do in these big time situations, it's kind of like, what are we doing? And like, don't get me wrong, like you saw them against the Nuggets and they like Donovan Mitchell balled his heart out, um, Rudy Gobert balled his heart out, um, but they end up coming sh- short against the Nuggets in the bubble last year. Um, and so you have, they haven't had a deep run in the playoffs. And I think that when you go against the the LeBrons, the Anthony Davis, the Lakers, the Clippers, like a lot of these teams, you hell, you even look at the Eastern Conference and the Heat. Like they've been there, they they they've done that. Um, and so like you've got to be born and bred for the playoffs. Like yes, the regular season is great, but like it doesn't. Who gives a damn if you get to the playoffs and lose first round? AKA, I'm looking at you, Milwaukee Bucks. I'd like to add that just like you're asking why they're not getting more respect or more coverage for it. Utah's not sexy. You're talking about small market team. Like if I asked you right now, or if I told you right now that Utah and Phoenix were one and two in the West, the 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 superior of the two conferences in the NBA, you wouldn't believe me because you turn on the TV, you watch these sports shows with all these uh, dumb talking heads, and they're not talking about Utah, they're not talking about Phoenix, they're talking about the Clippers, they're talking about the Lakers. They're just starting to give some respect to the Nuggets. So yeah. I mean, it's it's like you, it's like you almost, it's like an elite team, you or like an elite few. You have to be like earn your way into that conversation, I guess, to be talked about amongst the Lakers and the Clippers. And and to kind of Brent's point, I think that you do see the kind of two sidedness of media because like I would say that the Knicks who are don't get me wrong they're having they clinched the first winning season since I think like 2007 or something like that and they're sitting in firm place of the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference but I would say that they even get more coverage than the Jazz and that's because like the New York York Knicks are a are a big market team and so I do agree with you on that plus I don't think that if they had a Dame I think that if the Trailblazers somehow were in the number one spot with Dame, they might be getting talked about yeah. because they have Dame. Whereas like Donovan Mitchell, he might rise to that occasion and he might become a big name person, but he's just not there yet. So we're almost at the end of the regular season, and there's these new playoff games where like if the play into the tournament, how do we feel about them? Because now LeBron James being the king says, I think you know he says something like that person who made this should be fired. Um, I think it's interesting where like basketball and baseball and hockey have always been like two or three games. You got a best of a season. Football's like you don't win, it's a loss. I don't care what happens. So in basketball, that's kind of intense. So how do we feel about these opinions? Go ahead, Brent. I'll, I'll let you t- yeah, th- start this a couple, off. There's a couple of things I'd like to pick out of that little bit you threw at me there. Um, for one, as a as a viewer. The play-in, uh, it's a little gimmicky, sure, but I think it'll make for a very intense and enjoyable viewing experience for the for the watcher, for the fans. It might bring in some casual fans that typically don't watch the first rounds because it's normally, you know, it'll be the Nets beating up on, you know, the Pacers or someone. It's going to bring in some more casual fans that are going to 
want to watch a single elimination game. It's going to be pretty like March Madness, yeah. I guess. Give you a flavor of March Madness. But I've seen like a lot of flack thrown at LeBron James, and by no means am I uh, like a LeBron James stan or a Michael Jordan stan. I really, you know, they're two great basketball players, so I've, I'm, I don't feel like I'm biased in saying this, but people are trying to throw receipts back out to him. Like they're saying last year, you said that this was a good thing, but I feel like the context of to what he said last year really matters into what he said. Uh, last year was a shortened season, abbreviated, or, you know, it got interrupted. They're picking back up. There's a lot of time in between there where a team like the Grizzlies or the Suns could have worked their way naturally into a playoff position. Yeah. They didn't get that time to. The play-in made sense last year yeah, for, for the players. It made sense. So I get why the players don't like it this year because now it sort of seems like it's – Redundant. It's Well, no, it's just making the regular season – yeah, sure, redundant, yeah. It's, yeah, because if, if I was like, what, the Grizzlies who potentially have to play in this – or which the teams? The so, so right now in the West, um, teams 7 through 10 are the ones who are playing in these playing games. Um, and right now the Trailblazers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs are 7, 8, 9, and 10 respectively for the West. Um, right now for the East, it is the Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, and uh, the Wizards are 7, 8, 9, and 10 respectively. So so like if the Hornets beat their playing game and they got in, that'd be really hype for me being a yeah. Hornets fan. But I would be really pissed off if I was like a 7 seed. Like a Celtic, you, like the Celtics, yeah. And you crawled yeah. back into it and then you lose to the Hornets off of like That's what I'm players saying. were injured and it's like well like the Hornets weren't actually like the better team and that's not going to be as great in the playoffs we're like are the Hornets going to make a deep run maybe if we play the Nets because we somehow beat Brooklyn two out of the last three times we played them but we're not going to beat them all so. I'm saying is for, from a fan perspective it should be enjoyable I don't think there should be many fans that have an issue with that playing it's making the NBA more money you know and we're going to give Here it to comes them. the money. For the players, I totally get why you would hate it. It feels like it invalidates pretty much everything you've worked towards up to that point uh, into a single game series. No, and I think I think both of you are kind of hit the nail on the head of like from a fan's perspective, it kind of adds that intrigue um, because as kind of Brent said, um, a lot of the times like – these one versus eights or two versus sevens are really no contest. Like it's a sweet. It's like cool. It, this game's going on. Yeah, like and especially if it was like one game or like two games or th even three games to a certain extent, like it would be a little add a little bit more intrigue. But when it's like five, seven games, like it's like, bro, we know. Like yes, the the Nuggets might beat or the. The Celtics might beat the 76ers or the Celtics might beat the Nets in, like, one game. But, like, we all know that, like, over a five-game series, the Nets are probably going to prevail. So, the three of us are granted all the power in the NBA. We get to say yes or no on keeping this. Yes. Yes. Sure, as a fan, yeah, sure. As, as you're trying to But you raise a good point where I think it would be really interesting if first-round games went back to being best of five. I think, I think my, that's my only problem I have with, like, baseball and, like, the reason why football, I think, is so much of a bigger, like, thing. Like, the Super Bowl is, like, a religious holiday in America. And I think it's because you got one shot. This is it. You mess up, it's over. Like, you could be, like, the Patriots, undefeated season, perfect. Made it the final game, lost the Giants, end of the season, gone. Yeah, the Nets, like, might drop a game or two to some team. But it's, like, ultimately, it's, like, okay, they, they pull out the win. Now, yes, I think making things five would be a lot more interesting because imagine, yes, you wouldn't have had the Warriors come back from a 3-1 deficit. They would have won right there, maybe have the championship out of seven. But, like, the first round, 
five games, then extend it to seven for the semi and the finals. Well, oh, sorry, good. So what I would say is I would say that they have kind of like a like they're have more games as time goes on, and so kind of the way that the MLB does it is during the wild card they have the one one game obviously, but during the NLDS they have th- it out of three games. Out in the NLCS, which is right before the World Series, it's out of five games, and then in the World Series it's out of seven games. And I think that it would be interesting as time goes on, you kind of add a little bit more games because the it, the intrigues there a little bit for the bit. fans. It's like, bro, like the Lakers can get eliminated this round after three. Yeah, and like it would, it, it, it's one of those things where like the Dodgers versus the Padres would probably be in like the NLCS. So you're seeing it out of five games instead of one game, kind of mad dash to the finish. Um, and so I understand and kind of to to what we were talking about earlier of why people would be against it. I do understand the whole idea of like. You're the number seven seed, the Trailblazers, because you look at the the standings right now. The Spurs themselves at the ten seed are four and a half games back from the Trailblazers, who are the seven seed. And so you're like, bro, like what, like what do you, like, we got to verse them, and if they win, then that opens up a whole new set of problems of like, if somehow the Spurs beat the Trailblazers, does that automatically put them in the seven spot for the playoffs, or? Are they now the lowest seed in the playoffs, and so they become the eight seed? And so there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. But I, I could, I think that kind of working its way up would be kind of the best way that I would do it personally. No, yeah, I, I, I think anything that make the first round more interesting. Think about how many Cinderellas there have ever been in the NBA playoffs. It just doesn't happen because there's no opportunity for it to happen. Because to be a Cinderella, you think at least going to the conference finals. Yeah, you've got to at least go through. That's saying you sweep. You're, let's only, say you're an eight sweet eight seed. You're sweeping the one seed. That's not going to happen. The only team I can think of recently is probably the Nuggets. You know, they beat they three one, and then they did it again against the Clippers. Like that was, an, and then they got shut down. But I if you're talking like true underdog yeah, type that thing, hasn't that happened. hasn't probably happened since well, the we believe Warriors. Well, the yeah. the the Dirk the Dirk led team I think was an eight seed. Um, when they when they beat the the uh, Miami Miami Heat, yeah, I think they were eight seed. I thought it was the reverse. I thought it was the the Warriors that year were the eight seed, and I thought the Mavs were number one. I'm not sure what year we're talking about, but let me look it up. Yeah. So as we're as we're discussing this, uh, Lamelo's back, Hornets fan. That's great news. That man's chucking balls uh, downfield like he's Patrick Mahomes. It looks great. That's good phrasing. Underhanded. Just. Freaking magic. I think if – I'll say right now, I'll stake it. If LaMelo can stay healthy for the rest of his career, I think he'll be considered one of the best assist men of all time. That is crazy expectations to place on a rookie. I, I'm just I, – I like seeing him play. So – Yeah, but we're talking about like – Pistol P. John Stockton. Yeah. Like, bro, John Stockton averaged like 12 assists per game. That was a bad – LaMelo has a, like four right that now. That was a badass white boy. Um, so – Talking about these great players. Well, before we talk about these great players, I want to get your opinion kind of going back on the Lakers thing, kind of what uh, earlier in the interview you talked about kind of LeBron James saying, "My like whoever thought of this shit, and I quote, whoever thought of this shit talking about the playoff game needs to be fired. But earlier in that kind of – earlier in that interview, um, you saw LeBron James saying – 
because of this high ankle sprain, just because of his age, he doesn't know whether he'll ever get back to 100%. And so hearing that as a Lakers fan, and I, I don't think anybody's a Lakers fan here, but on a scale to 1 to 10, right now the Lakers are sitting at the 5 seed. And so on a scale to 1 to 10, 1 being no panic at all, 10 being panic all full blast, sell the team, get us out of here. Like where would we put the Lakers right now? I put him firmly at like a five or a six here. Schroeder just entered health and safety protocols. He's probably not going to come back for the end of the regular season um, because he and LeBron James did not get the vaccine, which is really cool. But um, so I, I'm putting it at a six. LeBron maybe should invest in some some bionic nan- ankles, perhaps, because um, this seems like it's going to be probably an issue throughout the rest of his career. But didn't he say something about he'll never be 100 percent ever again? Yeah. yeah. But honestly, like LeBron at, you know, 56.3% or whatever he's going to be at is going to be better than 90% of the league. It's going to be better than most of the Lakers roster, which is a problem if he's going to, if this injury persists, is going to be bad because when he's out, they struggle a bit. Anthony Davis has maybe gotten back to like vintage. He had a pretty good performance last night. Still some stuff to work on with his jump shot, but was like he, he didn't Kyle Kuzma get the most points on that team in the last game they played? It was like thirty seven yeah. points. Did he have thirty seven points? I saw Anthony Davis had twenty five and uh Marcus saw had a really good night yeah, too. I, I think, didn't see anything about Kuzma. I thought Kuzma had the most I could be wrong, but he had in the twenties, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, when Kuzma is is one of your main Best. options on a playoff team, that that's gonna be concerning if if he's not getting back to form I'm, soon. I'm going eight. And the only reason I say eight is because when, when LeBron James says I'm not the I'm not gonna be the best I think like you got to be scared as a Lakers fan because like your whole reasoning of your team being good is LeBron and AD combined equals one of the best teams ever. LeBron at fifty percent and then AD is that being beaten Kawhi and, and and his team and and you got the Brooklyn Nets and like yeah if everyone comes back healthy there and then even then the Jazz aren't like a, a great and they might not have experience but if you're if you're not keeping up and getting the minutes out there like that's your di- I mean your team's like that's not good for your team like. Yeah. If if he comes if if LeBron comes back in like in the playoffs and starts scoring like 20 30 points a game he's like I'm feeling okay bring that panic devil level down. But if he sits for a game or two in the finals for like health management it remains like, to be seen yeah cuz he's bad. he has not come back consistently. I think he came back for a game sad against He needs Denver. to get the vaccine. He should get well I was going to sort of tangentially related does anyone feel like LeBron's giving less of a damn like just recently in regards to his remarks towards like just the general media and the general public like he's caring less about his public perception i think at this point he's at the end of his career like i think if the if i know the whole theory is he wants to play with his son i don't that's not gonna happen but i think if like the lakers somehow win another championship i think he's got to call it quits like you've been doing this for so bro what was it what, what year did he come in 2003 like bro it's been like kids could have started at the age of one and are now able to vote, have seen this man's entire career. Well, That's the, crazy. The reason I bring it up is, like, look at kind of his actions in the last couple of years where a lot of his statements that I don't think he would have made in years past have been maybe financially motivated, like the whole China thing, the 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 vaccine, and then maybe now this statement that a lot of people are seeing as sort of hypocrisy on the play-in game. Like, he's caring less. Like, maybe he's, maybe he's finally taking that backseat role on the team, like, with yeah. being not 100% ever again, maybe – this starts to become AD's team by the time his contract's up and he sort yeah. of just fades kind of into the – as a role player for the Lakers. 
Yeah, so I I would probably say that they're at a four or five. I think that this definitely, they should be at least somewhat concerned because LeBron has been the workhorse of that team. Um, but I think that they knew what you were just talking about, Brent, of like at some point it was going to be, that's why they just signed him to a massive extension. Like the reason why is because they wanted AD to be that guy and then LeBron James to kind of fade out. And so like, yes, when you're talking about one of, if not some would say the greatest of all time, like you definitely have to be concerned. But when you have people who have been, what what I just talked about with the, with the Jazz, like, who have been there, done that. They won a championship last year. They have that playoff experience. A lot of the guys, um, Anthony Davis coming back, Kyle Kuzma coming back, um, and Andre Drummond to a certain extent has playoff experience to a certain extent. Um, and then you got the addition of Montrez Harold um, from the Clippers, who he and himself has playoff experience. Um, and so I think that they should be a little bit concerned because when AD and LeBron out, was out they couldn't buy a win um but when we're talking about like when i'm looking at the people in the west really i think that personally i think the jazz are going to fade off i think the suns are going to fade off i think the nuggets are going to fade off um and so i think that it's going to come down to the same people that came down to last year um if the nuggets wouldn't have beat them which is the clippers and the the lakers um and so yes if you're the if you're a lakers fan you should be a little bit concerned but I would be more concerned about the Nets because the Nets are nasty. And the Nets can will score let you score 150 points, but they will put 175 points up any day of the week. So talking about really big players making statements like you're saying, Aaron Rodgers, is he a Packer next year? Yes or no, right now? I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I think that I think there is legitimate friction there, but this this feels kind of this i feel the same way about this that i feel about julio being traded after june 1st i feel like at the end of the day we're it's we're september's gonna come aaron Rodgers is gonna be playing quarterback for the packers and julio jones is gonna be playing wide receiver for the falcons and we're gonna forget that this happened it might be a footnote i think it's smoke and mirrors because i don't think any team has got any firepower now after the draft unless they want to massively overpay the only team i know is the philadelphia eagles have three firsts Next, in the next few years, because of the trade with Miami, and the Miami Dolphins have a ton. But I don't think Miami's going to pull the trigger. You got Tua, but like they could. But I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like at that point, it's like you're we, paying for a 37 year old quarterback, though. You're yeah. you're paying for a rental. Yeah, and then at the same time, I know Denver's there and the Raiders. But I don't know. What do you think, Jacob? So I think I think no, he's not going to be a Packer, and I and I will go. Until I get proven otherwise, I feel pretty confidently that he's not. Um, because, yes, Julio, like that Julio situation, and to a certain extent, Matt Ryan, um, they're kind of wanting to get traded, stuff like that. But they don't have the leverage that Aaron Rodgers does. We're talking about the guy who just won an MVP. Like, it, I... I don't want him to whip it out and put it on the table, but like if he has to, he'll be like, bro, I just won you an MVP. I just took you to two straight NFC championships, and yes, we got steamrolled in against my 49ers, and yes, like we lost to the Bucks. but if you would have given me a wide receiver, which once again, as we saw this past week, they did not give him another wide receiver, and so it's, another, it's one of those things where it's like the amount 
of times that the Packers have screwed him over is just beyond me. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is tired of it because not only are they not extending his, if you are screwing me over, but you are paying me well, it'd be one thing. But if you're not paying me well and screwing me over, I'm going to be like, fuck that. Like, let me go somewhere else who is going to appreciate me. Jeopardy check wants to hit pretty hard. I didn't think he was all that good at Jeopardy, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he was that was that good either. Um, he He's not a very charismatic guy. No, he's kind of dry. Yeah, he, he is very dry. I want the man, the myth, the legend, the man who made Reading Rainbow be the Jeopardy host. I don't know. LeVar Burton? LeVar Burton. Yeah, he's getting a guest slot. I think LeVar Burton would be an awesome. No, listen, I hope that he succeeds. But where's LeVar Burton going to be quarterbacking next year? The Falcons. <laughs> Bring it back. I think, though, you know, wild card? Green Bay trades for Julio Jones. Does Aaron Rodgers stay? If if they – I've said this from the get-go. If they actually put pieces around him that will help them out, if they give him wide receivers or tight ends or running backs or whatever it is, then I think that he will stay. But the problem is, is that over the past 10 years, they have taken one offensive player in the first round. And you know who that one offensive player was? Jordan Love. The replacement, It you can't see it, but I'm air quoting, the replacement to Aaron Rodgers. And so if you don't, I mean, you look at the teams who have told, not only are you re- drafting my replacement, but number two, you didn't tell me about it, which Andy Dalton got told that they were dr- drafting I think, Justin I think the Fields. The only reason why we call quarterbacks now is because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't. If Aaron Rodgers didn't complain, I don't think any other team would be calling their quarterback. To Jimmy G got told about Trey Lance. Tom Brady got told about Kyle Trask. Like you see all of these situations, and yes, it might be because kind of uh, people don't want a whole Aaron Rodgers situation. But like it is one of those things where it's like, bro, like. You don't listen to me. You don't get talent. You draft my replacement, and not only that, but you don't listen. Like you don't tell me about it. I am your freaking MVP. I don't know what else I got to do to get some respect around here. And I feel like the media, and this is kind of the next point that I want to talk about. I feel like the media is trying to spin it. Terry Bradshaw included is trying to spin it where like. Aaron Rodgers is the bad guy, and we're kind of getting back to the shut up and play kind of movement. And I just want this to be on record that, like, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would sit out or retire before I came back to the Packers because I feel like they've done Aaron Rodgers so wrong for so long, and I'm just like, bro, like, retire. Like, bro, pull up Brett Favre and retire, and then when your contract's up in two years, come back and play for the freaking Vikings like Brett Favre did. Like, That'd be wild. See, I'm just kind of like – thinking about it like we've seen a lot of these bad breakups that have happened at, at other positions we've got Jalen Ramsey um just while the Jags are on the mind uh, Ngakwe yeah uh you know Bill and Melinda Gates we've had these bad breakups but they haven't been a, a big position like that I mean even think about Matt Stafford that was just traded that was very that was an amicable breakup yeah. there we've not seen a, a real messy one Deshaun Watson hasn't played out Lord knows I'm not touching that one yeah Deshaun um, Watson I thought was going to be like that until like the scandals came out and I was like until ah, he, that's a until he world. pulled out a white towel out of a duffel bag yeah, yeah I, I'm but so we haven't seen a, a, a real messy breakup there from a quarterback you know and especially at one who's off the, we have never seen a MVP 
go to another yeah, team. of his caliber, yeah. No, it, that in the history of the league, a year after winning MVP, it has never happened where they have gone to another team. That they There's been three retires. I think Jim Brown retired, somebody in the 1960s, and I think somebody in the 1970s retired after winning MVP. But every single person from the 1960s until now has, unless they retired, has stayed on their current team. Do you think... I, now, I agree that the Packers should help Aaron out. But if I said Devontae Adams, um, who's their running back? Um, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. They, have a, they drafted defense because they got ran over by the San Francisco 49ers, and you got to have that. So, like, yeah, defense does win championships. Do you think that when does the line have to be drawn? Listen, I know the Packers are a special organization. They're, like, owned by the people. There's, like, a whole different world. But let's say that you're in charge of the 49ers, you're in charge of the Panthers. You have your franchise QB, maybe not MVP. Maybe he is MVP. When do you draw the line of, like, you're starting to get old, I need a backup? Brent is Avery's replacement. What is the replacement for Big Ben? Is it Dwayne Haskins? Like, tell me when... Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Dwayne Haskins not on the team anymore. Duck Hodges. No, no, he is. is. Um, Duck Hodges is not. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. So when do you go, like... Yes, the Cam situation, I didn't like that. We talked all about how we want to play with them, and then we cut him, we got Teddy B. When does the replacement for that great player come in? Because they did Brett Favre like this too. Are we really surprised? Brett Favre was like, I'm one of the best, and they draft Aaron Rodgers, and Brett Favre was like, this sucks. Like, what are we doing? And you, you turned out to be like one of the greatest decisions they've ever made. But I'm wondering, like, when do you consider, like, no, yes, could they have gotten an offensive weapon? I know they're saying now they wanted to get Justin Jefferson, but they couldn't get the trade to go down and blah, blah, blah. But when do you consider it time to say, hey, I need to start planning for the future as a team? And I understand what you're saying, and I and I do get Not that he's going like, to completely defend the Packers or completely attack Aaron I here. do get Shill. the yeah. – I'll go jump off the roof. I do get – the the need that there is an aging quarterback, but if he did just win the MVP. we're, I'm going to be honest with you, and Avery might hear this, he might not, but I would not consider Big Ben to be a top ten quarterback of all time, but I would consider Aaron Rodgers to be top ten, if not top six. All right, and and so you look at every other quarterback who's in this, Joe Montana. Yes, Steve Young came in. That was. That is kind of the Aaron Rodgers situation that they're going through now. Tom Brady, you never heard, talked about him being a draft, uh, the Patriots or the Buccaneers really drafting a, a high-ranking backup. Yes, they just drafted Kyle Trask, but that was in the third round. Um, Paid Manning, never heard about his backup. Drew Brees, never heard about his backup. And so, uh, yes, like it is one of those things where it's like, bro, if Tom Brady – at 40 years old on the Patriots, was people were not thinking about, oh, who's going to be the backup when he leaves? Like, then we shouldn't be worried about Aaron Rodgers because I think that Aaron Rodgers is such an athlete where it's like, yes, you want to start thinking for the future, but he just won you an MVP, yeah, so you need to focus on the now. I think the I know that his 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 stats were declining for five years or so many years before, and then he exploded and won MVP. And I think that's the problem right now. It's like they didn't expect. Well, that's just what I was, I was gonna say. A lot of what Jacob said is it's a very conditional answer to that question. Is it depends on the play of the quarterback. Like, yeah, they're not thinking about Tom Brady's backup. New England thought about it for a second, traded away his backup. 
so it, if they're still playing an elite level, you you go all in and ride ride it till the wheels fall off. Okay, I mean that makes sense. I mean, you look at Big Ben. I would say Big Ben's declining, and like they're yeah, staying with, down. yeah, they, like they they're still kind of staying with it. So I think that it's one of those things where it's like I I love. I think that Aaron Rodgers is a guy, a good guy, and I feel like he was trying to do what's best for the Packers. But at a certain point, it's like, bro, if they don't care about you, you got to go take it. As Marshawn Lynch says, you got to take care of your chickens, and you got to take care of your mentals. That's an exact quote, by the way. Um, but a, a truly great hero. At, at the same rate, though, the Packers' defense was – pretty awful last year so i can't really fault them for trying to fix yeah. that because when you they have aaron Rodgers with Devonta adams and aaron jones that's a pretty elite offense I mean, on its own me, you tell me an offense that's better than the packers besides to the me and the Bucks. to me a second wide receiver is a luxury you fix what's broken first to a degree i feel that i mean like in a way like it's the kinda, panthers, the it's, panthers a, were it's like, a little surprising with some of the talents that are years that there is only one super bowl and i think a lot of that like last year or year prior even they couldn't stop the opposing offense, but Kyle Shanahan. But all tell me why. Tell me why. Um, ain't nothing. Uh, you get it. Um, but I I understand that. Um, but I see this. I see the Aaron Rodgers situation as death by a thousand cuts. It's not one single thing that has broken the camel's back. It's been time after time after time. I, them not giving him his guaranteed money. Think, it's them not yeah. like having any influence on the the coach that they're about to hire it's them replacing his uh, drafting his replacement it's them like all these kind of death by a thousand cuts and you can't tell me and I understand that right now they might need defense but you can't tell me over the 10 years the 16 years that he's been there that the only first round pick that he's thrown to is Mercedes Lewis elite and Mercedes Lewis don't get me wrong but like Trevor Lawrence has more first-round draft picks to help him out than Aaron Rodgers does. Just that let is, that sink in. That is that is a crazy stat. My counterpoint is: Did you see that one-handed snag Mercedes Lewis had last year? Now let's talk about something else, a little bit lighter. Before we get to this stuff, Brent, my friend, is a big fan of dogs. Yeah, I sure, want you, you to call me that. Yeah. I want you to draft me a starting lineup for basketball of fictional dogs from TVs, from TVs, and movies, movie. and shows. There's right, a so, right answer. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and start us out. Number one, I'm going or in the five spot. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going Clifford. Um, Clifford's definitely that's the, a big boy. Yeah, Clifford's definitely the one. If he's not a consensus center, then someone's done it wrong. Yeah, for sure. Now. I'm going with my four spot is I am going with Slinky Dog from Toy Story. Now, that is an interesting pick I had not well, considered. He got that reach. He is a stretch forward. Get it? Ah, that yeah, that's clever. Now, with my three spot, I'm going with Goofy. I think Goofy got a little height on him. Maybe Goofy might give him the old razzle-dazzle. I see Goofy as being kind of my playmaker, my superstar. All right? At my... At my small forward, I or I'm sorry, at my shooting guard, I need somebody who's gonna go lights out, and I feel like Snoopy's my guy. Okay, I feel like Snoopy's the guy who I need to be the Steph Curry, the lockdown, the dead point shooter. All right, and then for my number one, I need a commander of all this. And if if this person is not commanding 
criminals, then he's commanding the Saw basketball Patrol. court, and he is going to be Scooby-Doo. Oh. So I'm going with Scooby-Doo at the one. I'm going with Snoopy at the two. I'm going with Goofy at the three, Slinky Dog from Toy Story at the four, and then Clifford at the five. I thought you were about to announce Paw Patrol as your point guard for a second. Oh, that, that would have been. Brent? Oh, me? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, we have a lot of overlap in our lineups here. Clifford definitely at, at the five. Try posting up on him. Yeah. I dare you. You cannot. Uh, at the four, though, um, I, I do like the creativity of Slinky Dog. I had Beethoven. Ooh. Just pure size. Uh, also elusiveness. Um, I loosely know the plot of the Beethoven films. I believe it's he does like a Freaky Friday kind of switch with another dog that looks just like him. So for that, he's got elusiveness. At the three, I also have Goofy. I think he would play like Kevin Durant if he played basketball. He's got that like just similar build. Uh, shooting guard, and this was uh, – I was surprised to see an omission on this one. Airbud was – Oh, that <laughs> – yeah, I didn't even <laughs> – Shooting guard was Airbud for me for pretty obvious reasons because he's a dog that plays basketball. And so far, that's the only dog that can play basketball on my roster. And at point guard, I got Lassie. Think about what Lassie does. Helps. Distributes help. And what does a good point guard do? Distributes the ball. I think by the end of Lassie's career, we could be t- calling her one of the best – passers and distributors of all time and much like lamello female in a male dominated world that's a that's a headline in itself i do want to say though for my six man i need an enforcer a dennis rodman of sports i'm going spike from tom and jerry dang oh that was i was gonna go for a spike but a different spike for my six man snoopy's cousin from the comics who lives in uh the desert that's my six so i'll start with mine i'll say five gotta be clifford we all have to accept so we agree that clifford is the center um, Goofy is my distributor. Now I'm gonna go. Is it, what what position is he playing? He's the distributor. distributor. You didn't hear the the he, is that the one? He's the, no, he's the distributor. He's, I would say I, I don't know exactly where I'd put Goofy. I'm just listening to dogs. I'm you put him at the distributor. Yes. All right, maybe he's at. My, he's making fun of you, by the way. I know he is. I don't know all these basketball positions. I'm not so the the there's one five of them to remember, Connor. <laughs> there's there's one is the point guard. The I two is the point my point guard. Okay, the distributor more like more than likely is the point guard. All right. That's a tall point guard. I mean, I'm not here to hey, tear Ma- down your lineup. Magic was like 6'7". So you got like, like a bro. Ben Simmons thing going on here. Like now, I'm going Crypto the Superdog. All the powers of Superman in the body of a dog. Mm, that's that's a good pretty one. aggressive. Can, wait, he said all the powers of Superman? In in Yes. All the Does powers Superman of- have a J? Does he have a good jumper? I w- I'm sure somewhere in the comics he is playing basketball. I mean, more than likely if, if he can fly, then... Could you imagine just seeing somebody who can fly, just all the dunks that he could do? Because he wouldn't hit the ground. That's uh, that's what, uh, like Mike, that's what little Bow Wow looked like dunking and like Mike. It looked like they just made him fly. That's what we call cheating. Um, Now, so I have Clifford, Goofy. I like Scooby-Doo. I won't go with him because you had him. We've had overlaps here. I know, I know, but I'm trying to to think of some other ones. Jake the Dog from Adventure Time can shapeshift. Changes size. Mm. That's another big man. Imagine Clifford and Jake at full size trying to block you out. He's going my power forward for Jake. So Goofy's the point guard. Clifford center. Power forward would be Jake the dog. And I would say maybe what? Guard would be crypto. I don't know where you put him. He can fly. And then I'm going bat dog. Batman sidekick is also a dog. All the utility belts of Batman rolled into one. That's pretty. He so just with, starts like strangling people on the court. <laughs> so what you're saying is Bat Dog is just a dog wearing a, a Batman costume. Yes, but he's been trained by Batman. Oh, okay, so that's pretty great. So he's rich too. 
yes, I'm Batman. That man, that man can pay the Does he off. say, I'm Batman? Absolutely. And if I had to go the last one, maybe Santa's little helper from as six man from uh, from The Simpsons. Yo, that's for whoa. the Andrew pick. Tiny yeah. little dog, not helping at all, but that's for Andrew. No one selected the underdog. That sucks, but I'm not here for I it. I guess that's why it's the underdog. I yeah, guess no one picked him. Pick that him. sucks for him. I thought about Brian Griffin, but I thought I didn't want to draw a dog drunk on the field. Also, <laughs> might get hit by a car. Never yeah. know. So, let Brent spin the wheel for basketball ah, because I think Brent would enjoy it. But we're doing two drafts tonight. We're doing football players who are not playing, so they have to be retired. And our basketball players can be anyone at any time. So before we get to that, and and we'll, I, I do want to hear what we got for that. Um, I do want to quickly just kind of talk about the draft because we I feel like we haven't given enough time. So from y'all's kind of point of view, what were some of the kind of sneaky good picks, some people that you felt like went a little bit too high? Um, what team did you feel like did really well? What, how did your team do on draft night? Um, I'll start. Brent and I have a little overlap with the Panthers. We also have a little overlap. I think that – the Lions had an okay draft, and that's – I feel like I'm doing crack cocaine saying that, but they got Penny Sewell. They weren't dumb. They didn't pass yeah. up on him. That's great. You need to protect Jared Goff. They got a lot of position players. Um, I feel like the Jets had an interesting draft. They grabbed a lot of offensive talent, so I feel like they're all in on this new quarterback. But I think the team that won, I think, is the Chargers. Rashawn Slater, their pick was an awesome pickup for their new quarterback, Justin Herbert. Who else did they grab? You were saying his name earlier? Uh Asante Samuel yeah. Jr. I think that was an amazing pick. Yes, and I think the Browns did well. The Browns got Jeremiah Wosukoromoa, and they got all these other picks. And for the Panthers, I like the J.C. Horn pick. You got to get a good lockdown corner in that division. You solidify that defense, and then you can fix the offense in next year's draft. So we'll see what happens. And I think we traded. We got 11 picks this year. 11? Like, they went off. But – I just need to see if these draft picks hit for me to call the Panthers draft a success. I um I found myself a lot of times watching the draft, immediately hearing the pick and going like, what, what, yeah. who, why, what was this pick? And then like a day later being like, okay, I'm I'm cool with it because I had to get talked into it basically. Like Horn was a really disappointing moment for me, like in the split second afterwards because I was like. You know, why didn't we, we grab Slater? We could have had yeah, linemen. We could have had a quarterback to compete with Darnold. Um, but like I was okay with it. Same thing with Terrace Marshall, who will probably end up being a tremendous athlete in yeah. the league. She was like, was like, why do we need a wide receiver? We literally we've got Robbie, we've got DJ, and we've got David Moore, and we have Christian McCaffrey yeah, coming and we back. Christian who who exists in this weird dual world of running back and wide receiver? And I think J.C. Horn is one of those who like we we saw a video on him the other day. Like this man was sh- has shut down like five or six. First round draft picks. Yeah. We're talking about Kyle the the and, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. We're talking about Jerry Judy, Jalen yeah. Waddle, the Jerry Judys. We're talking about all these guys who ran, he shut down. Ran the gauntlet. And it's one thing if you're like Patrick Sertan, which like don't get me wrong, Patrick Sertan's great, but like he never in a game had to go up against his own teammates, Jalen Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith, um, Henry Ruggs, um, like all these guys. And so I don't know if J.C. Horn or kind of it's one of those things where it's like do you want more of a man guy or a zone guy i feel like man was a little bit more jc horn uh zone was a little bit jalen or uh, uh patrick Sertan. so I, I think that it was a good pick i saw it as a shock when i first saw it i think we messed up everyone's draft afterwards like when denver took patrick like 
the Cowboys immediately traded back. They didn't know what was going on. The Eagles moved forward, and people were like, wait, Rashawn Slater's dropping. What's going on? And it was like the Panthers were just kind of like, I'll make some trades. But I think one of the two two teams that come to my mind for the biggest losers of the draft is I think the Giants and the Raiders. Um, I think the, I don't even know what the Raiders are doing. I think the Raiders have this love for just big name players. I mean, you look at their tackle from Alabama, like John Gruden is going to get somebody from Alabama or Clemson with almost every single pick. And a lot of people were saying that the guy that they got as the tackle should have been going in like the third or fourth round. And so like, and they got him with the 17th pick. And kind of on top of that, you look at the Giants. The Giants have big needs at offensive line. They also have big needs at defense. Yet they got a wide receiver with their first round pick. And don't get me wrong. I think that the, uh, I can't remember what, uh, Tooney or something like that from Florida. I think that he's a good wide receiver. But when you have Sterling Shepard still on that team, Darius, uh, Darius Slayton on still on Kenny the team. Galladay's Kenny now? Galladay now on that team. Like you have three guys. Who's your that tight end? Are, Isn't that Evan? Uh, Evan Ingram's on that team. Pretty okay like, tight end if he's, Evan Ingram if he's healthy. Sucks, but yeah, he always gets hurt. But Saquon Barkley. Now, I get that you're trying to like surround people with Daniel Jones, like around Daniel Jones, which they should be doing for Aaron Rodgers. But don't get me started again. But I think that like, yes, you had a good, yes, you had a good like. You have a good offense, but if you're looking at you have a good defense, let's make it even better. Let's make it one of the best in the leagues. And I feel like in this defensive back heavy draft, I feel like they should have went with defensive back. I mean, because they had safeties and corners and tackles because this was a huge tackle. Like they had the, they were, this draft was tied for the most tackles drafted in a draft since 1994. And so we're talking big money, big like boys. we're talking twenty-seven years, and we had I think it was twenty-seven tackles drafted in this draft. One for each year. Yeah. So all, all of all of the tackle draft right now. But if if we're going to my 49ers and we'll we'll go to we'll we'll go to the the spin the wheel soon. Um, I think that Trey Lance. Um, at first I Can was we like, talk about uh, the masterful smoke screen that was Mac Jones. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I truly do think that they might have been going with Mac Jones. Um, but I think that Trey Lance is the best for what we're trying to do, which is have Jimmy G be our day one starter. Um, and hopefully. But I don't want that. I, I I truly do hope that Jimmy G can stay healthy. And even if we don't go like super far into the playoffs next year, like he can stay healthy enough where Trey Lance can get a full year under Jimmy G. And he's also playing against an elite San Francisco defense is only going to make him better. Yeah. And, and you need time in the Kyle Shanahan system. Exactly. And I think Trey Lance has one of the highest potentials in this draft – but you have to give him time to develop. And I feel like if you give him time, then it's going to be great. But if you rush him in to a Tua situation where you just throw him out on a whim, like I don't think he'll be that successful. He's not a Justin Herbert who learned right before the draft that we punctured the lung of your other of the other quarterback. And, hey, you're starting now. Well, I have to say, uh, boys, that I had a revelation on Saturday. And I'm about to tell you that the Dolphins had the best draft of the entire league oh, I could argue that. and I'm going to tell you why it's because of the steal they had and you're not going to believe me and I'm going to have to sell you on this and I'm okay with that it was round seven pick 231 Larnell Coleman offensive tackle from UMass Amherst let me tell you why this guy is actually a beast 
and why he will be the starting left or right tackle, either or, because he does have the versatility. I have never heard this guy I mean, in my you life. You will know. I'm soon. all for it. Larnell Coleman will soon be occupying too much space in your brain. Y- yes? Yeah, we love big boys here. Okay, I mean, let me let, let's get it. You might think this, right? UMass Amherst. Well, that's just a fancy name for UMass, the school, the Minutemen. Anyways, they suck. That's really well known. They're awful. They're an independent. They are horrible. But what you might not know is that a few years back, not too t- entirely long ago, they had a pretty, pretty damn good offense. I mean, we're talking that this man, Larnell Coleman, was a part of a squad that blocked for, I think it was the 14th in all of FBS, 14th highest passing efficiency, 16th highest offensive efficiency, was blocking for those guys. He has the, the versatility to play left, right tackle. He switched between both. He's got the durability. He's not missed a single game in college. We there do were, like Ironman. There were four games he did not start. That was his freshman year. He started every other game since then. He, he has been, uh, I forget the name of the award for linemen, but he was a Larry finalist too, for too. that. Um, I know. I know I'm really but he was a part of a very historic game, 2018, UMass versus Liberty, 777 offensive yards for UMass the Minutemen of UMass Amherst he was part of blocking for that offense that's elite that's durability 777 that, yards that are is, you joking me that's almost a against thousand. Liberty Liberty is a pretty good football school I mean they made a bowl game this year and won so also fun fact I think the quarterback from Liberty is supposed to go in the top 10 next year that is incredible and to boot off for Larnell Coleman, he has played and blocked for some incredible talent. Andy Isabella, as you may know, is like a third or fourth string Arizona wide receiver. Best friends with Larnell Coleman. And he's a big Star Wars guy. On May the 4th. We all we come full circle, So I, I hope nothing more than that I have your full support on Larnell Coleman. Hell yeah. I'm for it. Listen, I'm for if, if he succeeds, we're all getting jerseys. Larnell I, Coleman to the top. Also, you know what? Since we're going hot takes, spicy takes here, I'm going with the Steelers had one of the best steals of the draft, and that is the punter that is like 275 pounds and looks like a younger Eddie Lacy. <laughs> that punter might wear the same size jersey as me, and that feels like representation listen, to me. Listen, <laughs> that man can come into my house. He can have whatever he wants at that size. I mean, you have no choice. Yeah. You offer it, but you don't have a choice. Rest in peace, hefty lefty, dude. Bro, Hefty Lefty was that dog. Listen, the, the we love quarter- big boys in this podcast. I can't remember what his the name is. the last man that was in the NFL that looked like me. For real. You know who doesn't look like me? Aaron Donald. Because Aaron Donald looks like a specimen of nature. I, I do think, though, out of all the drafts, I think the Panthers drafting a, uh, a long snapper was pretty cool because I did see some stuff on him. In his entire four-year start at Alabama, He's never messed up once. Now, knock on every piece of wood. That's the, uh, I knock on every piece of wood in this house that I potentially have, and this is plastic. But apparently, like he he's like one of the best long snappers we've ever seen, and we took. And I a I, fitting uh, follow up to JJ Jansen. Yeah. So like in like the last round, and that phone call that Matt Rule had of like I drafted you, bro, and he's like breaking down. Well, can we talk show. about how like the Matt Rule's like, are you coming? And the dude's like. Yeah, like I'll be there, and he and they're I like, drafted you. yeah, and he and the dude's like, I I could just be in his mind. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, go where with who? Like, yeah. what? Are, <laughs> Sounds like me when someone like when like you call with plans, or I'm like, sure, what are we doing? Like, yeah, it's like he didn't know what's going on. He's just like, I drafted you, bro, and he's just like, he's like breaking down, and like you hear the voice, and I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, you know, and 
uh, my other favorite phone call was the Denver call where like he picks up another phone so if phone rings he goes someone's gonna give me more and hangs up and then picks up the phone and I'm like that is just whip it out now bro and just slam it on the table like you're talking to another dude Aaron Rodgers energy before you're even drafted just yeah, whipping just, it out on the table just whipping it out and just for you to just hang up on James, yeah, some guy's going to give me more. Now, I'll say this. we got to see how Scott Fitter does with the drafting a million people and trading back. The, the, the Panthers draft is not going to be able to be appropriately graded until years down the line when we find out, is Liam Eichenberg, who the Miami Dolphins got? By the way, there's a log jam at left tackle in the Dolphins, so that means that that my man Coleman slots in right perfectly the right tackle. Let's Anyways, go! It's going to depend for the Panthers whether Liam Eichenberg, who they passed up on, and Tevin Jenkins, who they passed up on. If they end up being elite, they end up being like can't-miss yeah. talent, then this was kind of a failure. If, I, if, I think, if Brady Christenberg ends up being anything less than average for us, I, I think I think the worst pass-up was the Jenkins pick. Like I messaged Brent the day before the, the draft started, like, Jenkins and Jeremiah Owusu-Kormo are my two people I desperately want the Panthers to get. We trade back with the Bears. Who do they grab? Jenkins. We then go to the Browns pick. We trade with the Browns. Who do the Browns pick? Jeremiah Owusu-Kormo. And I'm like, if these two players pop off, I'm big mad. I was surprised you weren't drunk on Friday after both of those. Bro, I thought I have this bottle of whiskey right here, and I was thinking about taking a few shots for every pass, every trade we took. I didn't want to kill myself with yeah. alcohol poisoning. That was a good, good choice. No, so, but I, I tell you what um, – I kind of y'all are talking about the 40 or you're talking about the Panthers 49ers. I thought had a decent draft. I think that Trey Lance was a good one. Um, us getting Aaron Banks from Notre Dame, the guard. I think that that was a good pick to share up the you offensive always line. Always need good linemen. Always. You always need the big boys. Never a bad pick. The the bad thing is we got two running backs where it's like, yes, we got Raheem Mostert and, but we also have like, uh, Jarek McKinnon, who can, we all, can't keep his knees like, healthy to see And his yes, life. he can't keep his knees healthy, but like we have uh something Wilson, Jeff Wilson. Like we have now five running backs on yeah, our roster. Yeah, that was the confusing pick that I saw from the 49ers because it's like y'all have a really crowded yeah, backfield like, now. Why do we need Trey Sermon? Like because it, it seems to me like they're investing more now and instead of keeping these guys healthy, we're just going to keep them coming. You think we're out Kyle, running backs? Kyle, We've got more. Kyle Shanahan says anybody can run in my system. Running back factory. Oh, just pull a man off the street. He's our running back today and the worst part is Kyle Shane would probably make that guy look pretty good <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty good fantasy day if you ask me at least yeah. 17 points yeah so we'll see but let's get All to right, this doing spin the wheel spin the wheel on All right. so you said for the NBA any player anytime any player anytime and the way that we do it is starting you need to have five six man starting five six man so point guard shooting guard small forward Power forward, center, and six man. Thank okay, God said and that. a distributor, and, and a distributor. <laughs> Who's starting? I will go ahead and start. I'll All start right. a second. Oh, this is a really fancy looking wheel. I mean, looks like Wheel of Fortune. This is fun. All right. This feels like being at a casino. All right. Looks like you're gonna have the Charlotte oh, Hornets Hornet. that still has the New Orleans logo on it. Charlotte Hornets. So I am going with. I'm going with Del Curry, um, and he's going to be my—he's going to be probably my sixth man because I think that he'll—he'll he'll come off the bench and get me some points. I mean, we're talking about one of the most accurate three-point scorers in in recent memory. So I'm going Del Curry. I definitely used to rock with that man on NBA courtside. Connor, you're next. No, we're going to cycle. It, gonna yeah, we just go through the whole thing. Gotcha. Okay, so you're doing. We you can if you okay. Looks like you got the 76ers. Um, I'm going Dr. J. I'm going to put him at the three spot. 
Okay. Are we trying to write this down so we can remember? If I draft a horrible team, is your Instagram going to yell at me? Probably. They're That's yelling cool. At They're me. really mean. They're yelling they at are mean. <laughs> you have Oklahoma City. Um, I'm going uh, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to put him at my one. Okay. All right. You're both left-handed. Pacers. I'm going to put Paul George. No, I'm putting Reggie Miller there. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie. And and he's going to be my two. Man, he was at the mouse at the palace. I'm jealous. Who was num- Who did I say was my small forward? You said Del Curry. Del Curry, Dr. J. Dr. J. Got it. So I need big... Or the Sacramento Kings. Boogie motherfucking cousins. All right. All I need is a four. You need a four from the Spurs. The man, (laughs) the myth, the legend, Timmy... uh, I'm sorry, David Robinson. No. Timmy D. Tim Duncan. I I was expecting the... uh, the uh the, the fake out like Lamarcus Aldridge or something. Way For, less. A, uh, absolutely. So fun fact, I've not lost in these polls yet. Now, have I sometimes forgot to put the polls up, which yes. I more than likely would lose? I yes. Just but, a slip of the mind. Yeah, it is when I had like Michael Jordan and everything, that poll didn't go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one really didn't go up. I All right, I'll, I'll remind me and I'll put I'll put this right. on Connor? Yeah, I Connor. Want, uh, you want you can go last. Okay. I'm probably going to need some help here. Okay. We're going to start off with the Toronto Raptors. You got some guys on there you like? You can't. I I will grab Vince Carter because I feel like Tracy McGrady's there, but I'm stealing. You are. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? You're, ta- you're just taking Raptor McGrady. That's not the highest form of McGrady there is. No. There's several forms higher. V- Vince Carter? Uh, Vince Carter, yeah. Great dunker. Uh, yeah. He's he's a three. That's fine. Right. Could have gone uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. Yeah. 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 All right, next, you're going for the Knicks. Ewing. Patrick Ewing, yeah. Ewing would be on there. I'm just going to name a bad pick for every pick you take. John Starks. That wouldn't have been a horrible pick, but it would have been a weird pick for an all-time team. <laughs> Carmelo. <laughs> Chris Stapp. Porzingis. Almost Pacers. I don't want to take Reggie. DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, you could get Paul George. No, give me Meta World Peace. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Met, well, technically, Meta, sir, Meta World Peace didn't play for the Pacers. That was Ron Artest. Nah, Facts. I'll take Paul George. Are you putting him at the so two spot? So begrudgingly. Are you putting him at the two spot? The move, small forward? Move him, shooting to, guard? move him to the six man. Fine, I'll take Paul George. Twist my arm. Yeah, go ahead. I want y'all to know, hot take, I think Vince Carter's overrated. I think Vince Carter's overrated. Hornets. Kimba. Nick Batum. I'll take Kimba. Thought I was going to get him there. You are the angel on his shoulder, I'm the devil. Heard. This is the third Hornet. You You need a shooting guard and a center. You will have to get it from Denver. Joke it. Joker. Yeah, give me Joker. You got a very modern team. You do have a very modern team. That'll do well in a poll, though. 
It will be wrong. Not going to get any favors drafting Elgin Baylor. Denver, again. Can we switch team because we don't want to double <laughs> up? To yeah, just keep yeah, yeah. 32 teams. We passed up Mello. I, I could have gone Mello, but Wizards. What do you Bradley Beal. What do you need? You need a two. You need a two? Which is Bradley Beal. I think you should this. run Muggsy Bogues at the two. I'll run Bradley Beal. It was the Wizards, right? Yeah, it was the Wizards. Okay. I could do Manuk Bowl. Tallest two you've ever seen. All right. All right, here we go. Brent's going Brent's gonna to get like my Lakers, goal, either Bulls. Either get a really, really good team or get a team bad enough to get yelled at by your Instagram comments. Also, can you start an all-prison team? Like yeah, game for you. Let's see. New York. Mellow. Three? That's yeah. a three? Yeah. I would normally take you. I hope you get the Raptors. You get the guy. Or any form of your favorite. 76ers. Ooh. Joel. Um, Allen Iverson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's my 2000 bias here. Did I have 70? Did I get the... I didn't land this. No, game. I did. So, okay. But I think Russell... Will, I think well, Russell West... But Allen Iverson didn't cross my mind. Jazz. We are... A, mm, I hate this because I'm a very anti-Carl Malone guy, but Carl Malone. Mm, yeah. Just for the you sake could, of winning the poll. John Stockton. I'm not a big fan of Carl Malone. I don't... Are you putting him at the? Uh, I'll put him at the four. Four, yeah. Got to turn it five. <laughs> got to leave space for Clifford. Or why would you? Mm, okay. Now you got. Now you got Chris Paul. Who, who is? I, I wouldn't. You got, you got the, the Clippers. Clippers. I wouldn't run Chris Paul at the two. You could get Kawhi. I could run Kawhi at the two, but that's not DeAndre not, Jordan. <laughs> I'll run Kawhi at the two. <laughs> The this is my Paul George pick right here. I'm not happy about making. I wasn't happy about Carl Malone either, but <laughs> just begrudgingly. I'm begrudgingly. Did you take six man? Paul George is his six oh, man. Okay, okay. Dirk. Yeah. Dirk at the five. I would put Carl Malone at the five and we Dirk switched up. Four. That's that's. Oh, he got the Mavs, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Mavericks. Sorry, if you just, didn't know. Just yeah, you know all those other teams that Dirk Nowitzki played for. All zero of them. All zero. And you got a free free reign on this one. Free reign here, and yeah. I'm getting the Hornets. The Hornets. <laughs> sure, I'll take Kimball. Did you didn't take Kimball? Yeah, you, you got you Kimba. Kimba. Oh shoot, I got uh, Dell. I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Um. See, let me see. I'm not super happy with either Carl Malone or Dirk playing the five, so I'll get Alonzo, and then we'll just Ooh. we'll just uh, move one of them down. Well, yeah, we'll swap it out, game to game basis, baby. That's not a bad team. All right, I'm so sure. are we doing? Are we going to do the wheel for the draft for football, or are we doing normal no, draft? No, no. I want I want a regular draft. I, want, I love the regular draft. Okay. So, if, so who for the first time listeners here, player has to be retired from football yes. at least a year. Yes. Second. You get one wide, re- you two wide receivers. So it's going to be quarterback format here. Two running no, backs. Writing it down. Okay, I'm going to write it down for myself to keep track of my own. Team. Two so, running. Okay, go ahead. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a tight end, and a flex. And so a flex. this is basically fan- like a fantasy. Yes. 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 Okay. Now you do you want to draft a coach? No, no. That that adds a whole different. You could grab I mean, Jim could- Harbaugh. <laughs> That's weird, but he's also not retired. He retired from football. 
from, he from retired NFL. football. Oh, you mean draft him as a player? I draft thought you meant draft him as, like, as, as a coach. Like, that feels like a, a weird loophole that's against the spirit of the game, Connor. No, no, no. I'm saying we would have all of the players we'd have, and then we would have like the coach of our team. Ladies and gentlemen, who would like since. Brent, you are our guest today. What pick would you like? You I can would have like, one, two, or three. It is a snake draft. I would. I don't want to get sniped, so I'll take. I'll take three. I want to see what y'all do first, and then I'm gonna assess properly. I'll let you go first. You never get to really go first. I will go first. Okay. Um. So my first pick in the 2021. I have. I have. I have. I'm gonna tell Brent who I think you're gonna pick, and then see if I get it right. Go ahead. It's me, Jerry Rice. It is going to be Jerry uh, Rice. Yes. It, it is. It is every time Jacob has gone first and he's drafted. He's drafted Jerry Rice. Yes. So, with the first pick at Connor's Malice at the Palace, let's go. The Malice at Connor's Palace is Jerry Rice. Let me grab my Ben Wallace jersey. Connor, you are now on the clock. He's going to draft Steve Largent in the first. God bless him. Oh no, I'm not. Oh my gosh, you and Steve Largent. Um, <laughs> you you draft Randy Johnson. He flips positions. Um, I am going to grab. I always get. I always get attacked because I never get good uh, wide receivers. I'm going Megatron. Mm. I just love how – I loved Megatron. Cool. Okay. I'm going to go ahead since there's a run on receivers, and I'm going to take Randy Moss. I expected that, yes. This is all uh, going according to your plan? I knew Randy Moss was going at least in the first. And then I think I'm going to go ahead and grab a running back. I'm going to grab Barry Sanders. I can respect that. All right. So – uh, right now it is Brent has Randy Moss and Barry Sanders. You have Megatron, Connor, and I have Jerry Rice. Who would you like with your second pick? These players have to be retired. Um, do I go OJ Simpson out of just the memes? No. I mean, that would be a pretty objectively bad pick. But. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go tight end. And I'm going to grab – I mean, I know you like Tony Gonzalez, but I like Shannon Sharp. I think he's one of the best tight ends. Okay. Okay. Um, Get that off the board right now. <laughs> like he's going to come in right behind and be like, oh, didn't write it down yet. I'm- yeah. So I am concerned that I'm going to have to verse Brent in this because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think Shannon Sharp was a good pick. So I'm actually going to pull a Connor and draft Tony Gonzalez – and Rob Gronkowski. Oh, okay. Back to back for the two picks. That's nice. Dude, could you imagine Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski on two sides of each other? All right. You are back. Tom. It is back to you. Tom Tom Brady's not retired. Oh, that's true. I was that where your mind it, was it, going? Or? Yeah. It had to be retired, retired players. players. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like where you Gronkowski's think- not retired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I have to go then I have to you're, you're right. Picture of pick. Dang it. No, um, I was ready to accept it, too. I was like, oh, man, good play. Yeah. Um, no, since – since okay, then uh, Tony Gun- a- Antonio Gates. That's who I'm going with. I'm still sticking with my, my plan here. But, Connor, we are back to you now. So, right now, I have Jerry Rice and Tony Gonzalez. You have uh, – and, and Antonio Gates. You have Megatron and Shannon Sharp. Brent, you have Randy Moss and Barry Sanders. What do we think um, of I'm going LT for my running back. Ooh. LaDamian Thomason. Connor's gunning to win the poll. Yeah. Listen, going, they like they like big names. And they, listen, they a like lot the of, big names that played within the last like, two decades. And a lot of people also hate them. 
Oh, it's me? Brent, okay, I'm going to go picks. ahead before I'm tight-ended again. Uh, I'm going to grab Mike Dicka. That's a okay. good pick. I've got a signed Mike Dicka helmet uh, as part of a random piece of sports memorabilia I own. Okay, so, and you get and you get one and more I pick. Get next pick. So let me just go ahead and take John Elway, um, just to get a quarterback out of the way. Yeah, I'm sensing some some Quarter- some quarterback. lukewarmness on that pick. I would not have picked John Elway on that pick, but I mean, to each his own. I mean, I'm just going quarterback before I get sniped, shafted. Yeah. Dan Marino. What are we talking about here? Um. Quarterback for the 49ers. Joe Montana? Steve Young. I'm probably going to go Joe Montana. Okay. I am also going a quarterback here. No, since you don't need quarterbacks, I'm going to save that shit to the last pick. Might as well. Um, yeah. So, I'm going with number one, Walter Payton. Yeah. And number two... The three-time MVP, Jim Brown. Did y'all know uh, Jim Brown's got a very long criminal record as well? So Yes, I did not know that until recently. Yeah, I learned that recently as well. I think maybe – did I share that with you, Connor? Yes, we went through his whole yeah. record. It's really crazy. So, Connor, you know right now you have Joe Montana, LT, Megatron, and Shannon Sharp. You need a running back, a wide receiver, and a flex. You know who's been out of the league for more than a year, Connor? Calvin Benjamin. Give me Steve Largent. You are not. No, all right, fine. Hey, he said it. I mean, if you want it, it's I can write it down. It's as legally binding as anything else no. we've said here tonight. Thanks. All right. All right. Give me a sec. Am I going to go running back? All right. Give me Terrell Owens. There's some I'm serious stank so face on that one. Mad right now. All right. Who do I need? You right now need a running back and a flex. I know what I'm keeping my flex position for. Motherfucker Steve Large. Yes, indeed, boys. Uh, right now, um, you need a running back, a wide receiver, oh, is and it a my flex. Picks? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go Steve Large. Oh. <laughs> 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 I hate you so much. That was the best thing I've ever seen. All right, you need, need a running, running back, back and a um, flex. I'll go Earl Campbell. Okay. We're pulling out the, the big name. The, I'm not, the old I'm not winning names. any poll here today. Yeah. We're just here to make people angry. Connor in the comment section. Man, how could you do this to me? You left yourself wide open, sir. I'm sorry. I'll take Emmett Smith for okay. running back. I need my uh, flex, right? Uh, yes, you do need a flex. Um, let me see. So, if we're talking, I need a wide receiver and a quarterback. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thrown for a loop right I now. I hate you. Um, it's okay to feel. <laughs> Who do I want? Um, I'm going with Marvin Harrison. You you know that? <laughs> and then, just because he recently retired this year, it is Drew Brees as my quarterback. Wait, I thought he had to be retired, retired for a full year. year. 
All right, Peyton. I mean, yeah. It's uh, not, uh, it's, uh, well, well, we got a better quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you took Steve Argent from me. All right, <laughs> it's yeah. okay. All right. You took Marvin Harrison from me. It's, I took Terrell Owens from him. It's a big circle I'm of pain. A flex. Everybody. <laughs> Uh, yes, you are missing a flex. Both of you are missing a flex. I I, I want you to know this is my favorite segment that we do on the show. Well, that's fine. We can always do defense some other time. If I had to pick mate, for another wide receiver, I can't do Terrell Owens. Can't do Randy Mo- Chris Carter. That's a good pick. I'm gonna just take it random. It's me. It's me, right? Yeah. Last pick. I'm between making pick, and neither's gonna be terribly popular. Between Edger and James and Gale Sayers, I might go Gale Sayers just because recently deceased, you know, an honor and tribute. Rest in peace, baby. Rest in he peace, is Gale dead, Sayers. But bro, he's dead. Been retired for I'm more than a year. I'm not gonna lie to you, Brent. If we were 20 years ago, would I, have. Hey, I'm tearing the 80s up, bro, for real. So right now, Dynasty. Brent Brent has John Elway, Barry Sanders, Earl Campbell, Randy Moss, Steve Largent. Mike Ditka and Gail Sayers. I just got a Pro Bowl team from the 80s and a couple guys from the 60s is all. Yeah. Um, Connor, your team is Joe Montana, LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, Emmett Smith, Megatron, a.k.a. Calvin Johnson. We all know who Megatron is, but I want to make sure. Um, Terrell Owens, Shannon Sharp, and also Chris Carter. My team is Peyton Manning, Walter Payton. Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, Tony Gonzalez, and then Antonio Gates. Bro, I caught a stack team. I feel pretty confident about my team. And that's why he'll put this one up and not the other ones. <laughs> which one do you want which one do you want me to put up? You can put up both. I don't care. See, I'm only gonna make one graphic for this. And so Brent, which- you decide football or basketball. I I don't know whether I want to get like yelled at by your comments or whether I want Well the good news is is this is on our poll. And okay. so it's not a it's legit. Not a yeah, it's okay. not a post. It's just a poll. So I don't. I don't know. I leave it up to you. I did, I'm not the social media yeah, manager. Yeah, but you're. But you're. But you're. I can't guess. We'll, I can't deal with this. Can't deal with this kind of power. I'm weak. So we'll go with football's your favorite. We'll go football. with the football one, just because explaining that it we did like we decided this by random wheel generator because. Not a single one of us on the basket one ball one have LeBron or Michael. MJ, and they're not going to read. They're not going to read the instructions. Or they're going to be like, "Bro, what is happening right now?" Listen, it's just simply because they're both overrated. Connor, I was thinking about Megatron while you were picking him. Am I allowed to share a funny anecdote about Megatron and you? Sure. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but it's one of my favorite memories, and all I can think about now when I think about Calvin Johnson, it is the year he retired. We're in Dave and Buster's. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. It, we've just drafted the fantasy season. So, th- so what's going on is I'm not the best at names in football. Connor's dating a woman at the time. I point. am dating my ex at the time. And she picks up off waiver wires Calvin Johnson. And because, drops like and drops <laughs> just a like random wide receiver. A random player I still playing. Who, yes. So I'm in Dave and Buster's. And she says, I love fantasy football. I'm a big football person. She's a Bills fan. God bless her heart. I have a soft spot for him oh, now. God, not don't a bless soft her heart. Not not a soft spot for her. She says, "Why don't I help you with fantasy football?" And I was like, "Okay, sure. I'll give you like access to the account so you can check because you like football." She picked up Calvin. And Johnson. she picked up Calvin Johnson the year retired. Retired. And, and Brent walks up to me and I, I think said, I, "Hey, yo, why'd you pick up Calvin Johnson? He's retired." And I'm playing like some random, I think, coin machine game, you know, doing whatever. And Brent's like, 
Hey, you picked up a retired player, and I go like, I did what? I'm just trying to load some Dave bucks onto my Dave yeah. and Buster's and then he's card. Just like, you picked up Calvin Johnson. I go like, yeah, he retired. He goes, yes. So I frantically text my ex like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> Think about from her perspective, though, without knowing he's retired. Like, oh, my God, Calvin Johnson's on the waiver wire? I'm going to be honest with you. With yeah, yeah like, that would be she, wild. She probably was like, I, we were playing with bums here. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, I that's mean, all I think about now when I think about Calvin Johnson is that story. memory because that's that hilarious. I don't think about the amazing player who was wasted by the Lions. I think about the time that Connor drafted Calvin Johnson indiscriminately and dropped an it's active player. It's more fun fantasy. to think about the fun memories than the bad ones. I, I also think about his really good Thanksgiving game from like 2012 or 2013. Oh, uh, I'm going to end this podcast with this. I still don't think Steve Smith should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. So... You said it earlier that you thought he would. We're going to end this podcast with physical violence. <laughs> I get that he's fifth, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's the same thing with Frank Gore. Frank Gore, you've been playing since you were in. Listen, I'll since agree with you on there Frank Gore. cavemen going on. Like That's just longevity is why he has those stats. But I feel like Steve Smith, to a certain extent, was the same way. Now, I will give Steve Smith credit. He does have two all pros. He did lead the league in receiving one time. So, I will give him credit on that. Well, can we can we discuss this after the podcast? Sure. But guys, we appreciate Brent. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Um, I I enjoyed the all dog draft by by the way. Uh, I think it was yeah universally accepted as center. The the definitely the number five. So guys, we appreciate you. The distributor. We will see you guys next week. Y'all have a good rest of your week. Y'all have a good one.